Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hello, everyone. This is Tiffany Kane with another episode of Tiffany's Titillating Talks, where I come to you and I share my musings, my things I'm thinking about, things that are important, and things I want to share with you. Today is a really special episode, you guys. This is the 50th episode, five zero. Yes, 50th episode of Love and Life After Divorce. For those of you that have been with me from the beginning, that started way back with the trailer 50 episodes ago, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on this ride with me. For those of you that have just recently tuned in, thank you so much for finding me. This has just been a an absolutely amazing project that I have embarked upon. And I've met the most amazing people, both my guests and my listeners. And I am just so filled with gratitude, which brings me to today's topic, gratitude. So as we think about gratitude, we started the conversation yesterday with our joyfulness mini episode on gratitude with a quote from Oprah. And today I want to go a little bit into the research on gratitude. Uh, In Harvard Medical School, in their Harvard Health Publishing Magazine, August 2021 episode, they published an article called Giving Thanks Can Make You Happier. They talked about how when we move into the holiday season, sometimes our high expectations can cause a lot of sadness and anxiety and depression, people feeling very lost and very overwhelmed in the holiday season, you know, and we do. We we have so many high expectations. We want to give our children the most perfect Christmas ever, especially as divorced moms, right? Like you want your kids to have the best Christmas ever. You don't want them to feel the pain of family separation at Christmas, right? Um, If you're anything like me, it's kind of like, oh, I just want to make this the most magical ever. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves with that. Um, if you're like me, I'm 3,000 miles away from my nearest family. And so sometimes I get feeling sad that I'm not able to give my children the f- big, giant family Christmas that I see in all the Hallmark movies. Now, I didn't grow up celebrating any of the holidays. No Halloween, no Thanksgiving, no Christmas, no Easter. I didn't celebrate any of those. So celebrating with my children, it's almost like I'm a kid too, because this is, you know, <laughs> I didn't do this growing up. I also don't know all the rules. I don't know all the traditions. And and um, in the beginning, I worked really, really hard to create those traditions. And when I was married, it was 
I was passionate about it. I was passionate that, that my kids would get the traditions I never had. And I know after divorce, that was one of my great sadnesses was that I felt like I was robbing them of those family traditions. And I had to look at it a little bit differently and try to make some new traditions with my children. Now, as I go on with this, I do want to say that severe anxiety and depression are true medical issues, and you do please seek medical help for that. I am not trying to give medical help or say that simply practicing gratitude can take the place of true medical intervention. Uh, I am a firm believer in, in the power of medical professionals being able to help you with mental health. And I don't think there's any stigma around seeking help for mental health issues. In fact, I think it takes a lot of courage and strength to seek that help. So as I move forward and I'm talking about how gratitude can help with some of this sadness and anxiety and low-grade depression and these overwhelmed feelings, please know that I am not saying simply practicing gratitude would take the place of medical intervention. I am coming from a place of experience, very much coming from a place of experience of um, holidays bringing on a lot of sad feelings and mixed feelings. And so I want to talk to you about some of the things that I have learned on my journey. I have learned that taking the time to be very present and very thankful for the moment that I'm having right now is so powerful and so helpful. And the research that has been done around gratitude backs this up. And just to, to kind of give you a little bit of background on gratitude, it comes from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness, and thankfulness. And it's this idea of thankful appreciation that connects to something outside of ourselves. So connecting to people, connecting to nature, perhaps connecting to a higher power. So this idea of thankful appreciation for those things that are outside of our ourselves is very powerful, as well as being thankful of the things inside ourselves. Sometimes, though, that being thankful for what's inside us takes a little practice, and practicing that gratitude with things outside ourselves can help. So, what researchers have found is that these gratitude practices help to raise positive emotions, helps us to relish in good experiences and allow those good experiences to carry us through the not so good experiences. It improves our health overall. It, it improves our cognitive health. It improves our emotional health, our mental health. It improves our physical health. Um, it helps us deal with adversity and it helps us to build, build strong relationships with people. So two psychologists, one of them, a doctor from the University of California, Davis, and another doctor from the University of Miami, Dr. Emmons and Dr. McCullough, have been very powerful gratitude researchers, and they've done a lot of the work on gratitude. 
They did a study where they had all the participants in the study write a few sentences each week. One group, they had three groups. So one group wrote about things that they were grateful for that had occurred during the week. A second group wrote about the daily irritations, things that irritated them. And the third group wrote about just things that affected them, neither negative or positive, just here's what happened. And I am sure you will not be surprised to find out that after 10 weeks, those people who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic overall, and they felt better about their lives. Interestingly enough, they also exercised more and they had fewer visits to the doctor, so it helped their physical health. This is fascinating to me that practicing gratitude can help your health so much. And that the, just that very act of writing what you are grateful for can help you. They also found that gratitude can help your relationships. Um, there are other studies by some other psychologists in this Harvard article that said they found that being grateful can improve relationships. So they found that couples that took the time to express gratitude for what their partner did felt more positive toward their partner rather than those couples that focused on what frustrated them about their partner. And so then those people had much better relationships. And isn't this true, you guys? Isn't this so true? If you look at your partner and they took the trash out, and you say, thank you so much, honey, for taking that trash out. It really, it, it, taking the trash out is, is so not my favorite chore. And the fact that you do it just, it means so much to me. And I really appreciate it a lot. And you have that gratitude. That feels so different than, why do I need to thank him? He's taking the trash out. He's an adult. He should be doing things anyway. Uh, taking the trash out is just, you know, it's what he should do. I, why do I have to thank him? Why do I have to take the extra time and energy? You can feel the energetic difference in that, right? Everybody loves to be appreciated. I do. I'm sure you do. So do the people around you, whether it's your children, your spouse, your person you're dating, your family members, your friends. People love the gratitude. And yeah, maybe it's something they're supposed to be doing, but we can be grateful for that, right? And so then that helps relationships. And I do find this helps my relationship with David a lot is being just super grateful for all the ways that he shows love. And a lot of times they're very, very small ways. He brings me a cup of tea at night while I'm reading to my boys in bed. And he brings me a cup of tea. It's so small, but means so much to me. Like I said, he takes out the trash. If he sees me washing a pan in the sink, he comes up and says, oh, let me wash that. Um, he is always willing to help with the kids and and wants to do whatever he possibly can to make my life easier. And so I am really good about showing gratitude for all of those things. In the beginning, honestly, I would get a little bit like, um, I can do this. I've been a single mom for, you know, five, six years now. I'm perfectly capable of taking the kids to school, of making their lunches, of making them breakfast, of 
you know, whatever it is, I'm capable of doing this. Do you think I'm not capable? Like those little thoughts went through my head in the beginning. And then I took a deep breath and I was just grateful that there was somebody that wanted to help. So I want to dive in in my little mini joyfulness episodes over the next few days, I'm going to dive in on what some very specific gratitude practices we can put in place as we move into this holiday season. Because if you're like me, the holiday season is really mixed. It can be full of so much joy. It can also be full of so many emotionally challenging situations. Maybe money is tight. Maybe there are health issues. I've been in quarantine for three weeks and I'll continue to be on quarantine through Thanksgiving. So, you know, there just may be things that are happening that are out of your control. You may be far away from family. You may not be able to afford Christmas gifts. I remember that first Christmas after or while I, w- while I was going through the divorce when I couldn't pay my rent, much less get my kids gifts. And my therapist was so lovely. She actually found a a lovely donor who donated a trunk full of gifts for my children. And my therapist came and dropped them off to me. And then I had gifts for my children that Christmas. Oh my God. And I remember crying and crying and crying and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do Christmas for my children, and then crying and crying in gratitude when this trunk full of gifts came and I was able to give my kids gifts. And just the very act of somebody making that effort. So I know holidays can be hard, you guys. I know. Especially in this time after divorce. I'm here with you. I'm going to be with you. And we're going to talk about how to make them just a little bit better and how we can do that together. So I'm going to wrap up today, but over the next couple of days, I will be coming to you with some more specific gratitude practices that we can have in our everyday really simple things to build into our everyday that can help raise our spirits as we move into the holiday season. I hope you guys have an absolutely beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce Membership Group. We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.